Hello, everybody, and welcome to this month's uh, Rave Green AV podcast. Thank you for joining me. And um, I was fortunate enough to be introduced to our guest today, Andrew Lemmert. Lemmert. I never seem to be able to do anybody's name names correctly once I'm on the spot, but um, we do our best, right? I was introduced by An- uh, to Andrew by Kim Robbins, um, who is the senior marketing manager of BTX Technologies, and uh, she knew that um, we would have a good topic here for our podcast this month. So I would like to welcome Andrew. He is the Vice President of Solutions Development at Visionary Solutions Incorporated in beautiful Santa Barbara. So welcome, Andrew. Well, thank you, Dory. <laughs> and also, I, I want to thank Kim from BTX uh, for sponsoring this. And, and BTX is our new distributor as of a couple of months ago. Excellent. And thank you. Great. And thank you for welcoming to, me to my show. I like it. Yeah, <laughs> That's a good approach. I like yeah. it. You made yourself at home. You fit <laughs> right in here. Um, so anyways, um, just kind of want to give people a little bit of background. I always, always, always start off the show with um, learning about our guest. And just because, you know, the, some of the most interesting stories tend to be about the people who work with technology. So um, tell us a little bit about yourself and then also Visionary Solutions. There's always a story. Sure. So uh, as you mentioned, I'm the Vice President of Solutions Development for Visionary Solutions. And uh, I manage product and business development as well as marketing for the company. So prior to coming on on board with Visionary about 18 months ago, I spent 20 years in specifically in IT uh, acting as a technical advisor to many organizations as well as managing a number of IT departments. And that what I'd seen over the years is the convergence of technologies, for example, voice over IP, which was once, uh, you know, the specifically run by the, the phone companies has come into the IT space. And then the most recent thing that I was seeing was AV coming into the IT space. And that's how I developed an interest in that and eventually came on board with Visionary Solutions. <laughs> so you were the enemy. No, I was. I was. <laughs> And, and tell so, us about. Um, converted, I've jumped to the other side. Nice. Um, so tell us about Visionary Solutions really quickly, the company, and um, a little bit about. Sure. Visionary Solutions was founded in 1995. Uh, we're a manufacturer of hardware and developer of so- software for network video systems and solutions. So we uh, build encoders, decoders, and develop software for, for IP video or IPTV. Okay, great. Um, so we're going to talk a little bit about IPTV because I think it's a, you know, an interesting technology and um, I don't think there's real widespread understanding and education available about it. But I, uh, you know, we, we talked the other day and I was really kind of, you know, my mind frame when I think about IPTV is really about disruption and disruptive technologies and you know, when, when a product comes to market that can really influence and change, um, an industry, you know, I, I feel that IPTV has those characteristics. So I just want, you know, tell me a little bit about what you think defines disruptive technology and 
you know, maybe comparable examples that you've seen either in the AV industry or, you know, outside the industry um, to kind of frame this concept? Sure. So uh, first I should probably define IPTV a little bit. Okay. Um, so, so IPTV is essentially taking video sources and converting them to data that function over data networks, so standard networks that are based on the IP or internet protocol. So, uh, you know, we use them every day. We're using them right now. So Skype is actually being delivered over, over an IP network. And so this is truly a, a paradigm shift for the delivery of video. And so essentially it's bringing audiovisual into an IP or an IT environment. And so we saw something very similar to, or actually identical to that in the, uh, the phone distribution or voice distribution um, paradigm where now we have voice over IP, whereas before that you would have two systems. You would have an, you would have a, you would have an IT infrastructure and also a PBX or an actual a circuit switched phone system. And really that's the you know the distinction between the two is one is circuit switched and, and IP is actually packet switched. And so we're taking in the same way that phone or voice traffic was was run over a, a parallel network using copper, it's a different kind of copper, and it's primarily using the the Ethernet protocol. And mm -hmm. so, um, what we're doing is that rather than than we're able to converge AV and IT. So rather than having an AV rack and an IT rack and a data center, that you can have the two blended together. So it's it makes centralization of, of the management of the system that much easier. You have you don't have to have as many people to manage the system. You don't need as much equipment to deliver the same services as you did before. Mm -hmm. um, I'm putting you a little bit on a hot seat because this isn't like in our <laughs> list of questions. So I'm sorry, but uh, I got to do it because my listeners, you know, they appreciate this piece, but. So the question I have for you, because, you know, I remember several years ago at the Infocom 100, you know, the very first one, the, the buzz in the room was, oh my God, convergence of AV and IT. What are we going to, what the hell are we going to do, folks? You know, it was like, this is coming. What do we do? So let me ask you, threat or opportunity to the AV professional? What, what's the call? I would say it's a little of both, mm -hmm. but I'd say more than anything, it's an opportunity. The, the technology is becoming so accessible that I don't think you need to have a deep background in AV or IT to utilize it, to really to understand it and even to implement it. So I think that it's an opportunity across the board for everyone because the ability to distribute video and consume video is obviously becoming easier and easier and it's going to become less and less expensive. Mm -hmm. So you're, we're going to be able to put video and, and rich media in, in the hands of, of, of the individuals that want it that much easier and be able to distribute it to that, more, that many more people, I should say. Mm -hmm. And with, you know, this, here comes the disruption, folks, right? Because you're doing this you're bypassing existing and sometimes unwieldy infrastructure, right? So big infrastructure build-outs 
can be avoided, right? Additional building and, and additional materials. And so you're, you're able to build off of what may already exist, right? So. Absolutely. And it's really scalable as well. Mm -hmm. So to, to add additional sort of video services, so mm -hmm. mobile video, um, I consider digital signage to fall under the rubric of, uh, of IPTV, mm -hmm. that you can add these services at, without significant additional expense. Mm -hmm. Or expense in many respects, whether mm -hmm. it's, it's individuals, whether it's payroll to actually manage the systems or deliver the content, or actual hardware and software to, do, to deliver the, uh, the service as well. Yeah, and you know, like I was saying, just when we're chatting about, you know, I, I like to, my favorite disruptive technology is really looking at like Uber. And, you know, for listeners who don't know what Uber is, um, you need to know. Uh, but it's a, a, just an app that allows you to order car service, um, UberX private car, so like similar to a taxi. Um, or SUV service or whatever it may be. You can even order Uber helicopter like in Long Island, you know, in, in, in Manhattan to um, leave the city. But so it's, you know, it's a community of drivers who are vetted and, um, you know, you just hit the app. You can see who's around you, how long it's going to take to get there. You get a fair quote and um, jump in the car, jump out of the car, you've already paid, there's no credit cards, there's no tipping, it's just done and it's clean and it's easy. And it's incredibly disruptive, right? To this existing infrastructure of taxi cabs and car service that, and um, you know, sometimes it's just, how do I get a car? How do I get a taxi? You know, it, the unpredictability of, well, why are you taking this route instead of, the, you know, it's like, why are, you know, so, Again, disruptive technologies, and um, and all of a sudden you start to see creative use of the disruptive technology, right? You start to see. So now Uber has become, gosh, we have on-demand drivers. Could this become on-demand delivery service, right? This becomes a logistical distribution system. So again, I can see some parallel here, building with IPTV, right? And it's you know the name IPTV. I have to tell you is like. A little misleading because it's like oh, it's totally misleading, <laughs> it, and it, it mean, we found that uh, means uh, many things to different people. Yeah. And, um, well, the difference between well, Uber, which we it just came to Santa Barbara about six months ago, and we mm -hmm. use it all the time. Yes. It's great. Um, <laughs> yeah. I hope Uber's a sponsor, but uh, <laughs> no. the the difference is. I, the, that's obviously a you know they sort of came out of nowhere and they're really just a, they're really dis disrupting a very conservative long-standing uh, market and mm -hmm. uh, the difference is is that um, that's more on the consumer side it's obviously uh, more publicly visible and the the analogs that you would you know the comparable things you would see in video or have seen is uh, say for example YouTube or Netflix and that really where we're working is more in the uh, corporate and organizational space mm -hmm. and so the unlike uh, the online uh, media that requires you know less bandwidth and and not as high resolutions that where we're working requires a significant amount of band bandwidth and you know high quality broadcast quality uh, display mm -hmm. and so what um, it's it's traveling or, or evolving a little more slowly and what's 
what we're seeing is that uh, we're getting to a point where there will be a tipping point because uh, bandwidth is becoming less expensive. The the network technologies are increasing um, exponentially rather than than uh, than linearly. So we're getting to that point on the the graph, you know, the hockey stick, if you will, where it's it's going to start going straight up. And so we'll we'll see that within the next three to four years, where you're going to see broad adoption of of 10 gigabit networks mm-hmm. as well as fiber, and that that's really where you can start. Uh, moving a lot of HD, extremely large um, files mm-hmm. throughout a network. Well, and that's, to me, that's the piece, right? Because Uber wouldn't work if, you know, the app wasn't so functional, right? I mean, obviously, the the supporting framework has to be there. But my thought is that once we start to get that accessibility, right, you put this into the hands of the users, they're going to start finding ways, I believe, to use this technology in ways that maybe you guys hadn't even anticipated, right? Like I was talking about, you know, sort of, okay, well, you know, what about the concept of delivering, um, you know, we talked the other day about education, right? So, you know, just this is like, we're going to get um, content out there that, you know, to, to locations where this just couldn't happen before. And you have live events where we used to bring in satellite trucks because we needed high quality, reliable, um, you know, so you, you couldn't depend before on streaming over IP. But now this particular technology, um, you know, potentially eliminates the need for the satellite trucks for everything else and actually delivers still high quality and reliability. And um, so I think... Sure. Sure, uh, absolutely, and that um, I guess it would be fair to say that the the point of disruption has yet to come. Yeah. So yeah. we're we're <laughs> we're disrupting, but the true sort of uh, you know point where everything coalesces the way it did for Uber with the app and the the you know culturally it became acceptable to um, to change the way you think about using a taxi, and that we're yes with. With as consumers, when I say consumers, it's not necessarily you know a retail right. um, concept. That, but as people, more and more folks are using and relying upon video for their to support their needs or whatever they're doing. That yes, we're going to hit that critical mass, mm-hmm. and then somebody's going to figure out, wow, we should be doing this yes. with video. And so we're really providing the platforms mm-hmm. so that folks can actually figure that out. Right. And, and here, let me give you an example of, uh-huh. of kind of, um, <laughs> uh, we, we uh, recently had uh, some of our gear sent into space. Mm-hmm. And that uh, there's cool. a, a live stream now from the International Space Station uh, being sent down to um, back to Earth and then distributed over Ustream. Nice. And <laughs> so it's going through our equipment. And what's really, you know, that's very unusual you know because aerospace is a very conservative or has been pretty conservative in in the vendors that they've been using mm-hmm. and now you see companies like like SpaceX that's mm-hmm. run by Elon Musk of Tesla mm-hmm. that uh, they're sending up cargo using you know it's a private company sending up yeah. uh, cargo into space cool. and then you have a private company like ours mm-hmm. that is supplying encoders to NASA 
Right. And so that, uh, you know, in the past, it used to cost the taxpayers, you know, millions of dollars and take, you know, several years to do the same thing. Mm -hmm. But when you, you bring in entrepreneurs that really see that space in the market, that uh, you see that sort of disruption. And so we've seen that in, in more sort of, um, I guess you could say, institutional environments like government, like NASA. And we're going to see that start sort of coming into the more commercial corporate environments very shortly. Um, very cool. So we only have you know, a few more minutes, and I just want to kind of ask a few more questions. Um, one uh, really is about, obviously, since this is about Green AV, you know, for sustainability, you know, which is why, kind of why we connected initially, um, you know, I, if there are just... Tell us a little bit about, you know, what makes this a more sustainable product or fits under that kind of green AV category. Well, I would say prim primarily the, the system efficiencies. You know, as I stated earlier, that um, you can deliver the same quality and the same service with fewer, fewer things spinning in the data center, consuming energy, requiring um, air conditioning, etc., and mm -hmm. so, the, literally, you can do more with the same. Uh -huh. And so, within that, you're, you're leveraging efficiencies. And, and so, you don't have to use additional energy to provide the same thing. And, you know, another, um, another part of our or feature of our system is that it requires very little energy to run. Uh -huh. So, rather than having, you know, a PC-based encoder we have a an appliance or an embedded appliance that's it's blade it's a blade encoder mm -hmm. and it only uses about five watts of energy wow which impressive. is it's really nominal yeah so yeah <laughs> you know when our when our when 17 of our blades are sitting in a uh, server rack that it's it's not taxing the system and it's not increasing the uh, the room temperature Right, that's that's fantastic. So it's drawing less, it's generating less heat. But then, you know, the other piece here too is that you're you're operating off of, you know, we're not building out another, um, we're not another network. We're not, t you know, using more materials. We're not, you know, there's no need for additional stuff in the build out, right? So sure. And so we're um, our. Um, philosophy is more in line with, um, say, an open source methodology than it would be a, you know, if you could, if there's, you know, if you were to, to look at the spectrum where you have a, a closed ecosystem and then on the other side is a, a totally open source system, that we are much closer to the open source. Mm -hmm. And so we, we're standards compliant. We, we do not require proprietary hardware for, for our system to run. So basically, you know, as long as you have a laptop or a tablet or a, a mobile device that uh, is commercially available, that um, that we can deliver video to it. Excellent. And then just one final question, because a lot of our listeners are, um, you know, they're they're in business and they're trying to <laughs> make money. So, you know, just a little bit of um, strategy and advice for them on you know, how do they know if they have a candidate in front of them for an IPTV solution? I mean, is this like anybody 
could be <laughs> is a candidate. I mean, is it that is there the opportunity that um, uh, great, or is it you know well there's uh, you know somebody here's a better candidate than somebody else or you know prospect. Sure, sure, that's a very good question. The um, uh, yes, it is universally applicable that it is applicable to uh, to most markets. The, the really the sweet spot is the organization that has a you know they've invest they invested a lot of money into in time into a uh, an infrastructure um, years ago they've gotten their money out of it and rather than reinvesting in the that tradi traditional um, infrastructure that they can they can now migrate to an IPTV system mm -hmm. with not exception exceptional cost and I, you know, a great example of this is we recently did a a large system for one of the, uh, believe it or not, prison systems, and they were encountering this very problem. So, rather than than upgrading their existing cable infrastructure, that they decided to go with an IPT, IPTV system, mm -hmm. and so they brought they brought video into their existing IT infrastructure, and they saved the tax taxpayers a great deal of money. Awesome. And so that in the future can be easily expanded. So unfortunately, if they decide to, to build an additional prison, that, that they can extend that infrastructure into that new space without um, significant additional costs. Perfect. So this is really, frankly, I mean, this is uh, an excellent opportunity for all of you listening. So you need to talk to Andrew and some of the opportunities that are out there because in this day and age, you know, Everybody, I mean, we're just more cost sensitive than ever. You know, clients want more efficiency. They want to use less, you know, see opportunities in the future for, gosh, if I decide to upgrade my system or if I need to expand, are we going to have to go through all of this again? I mean, even on, you know, just thinking, you know, even a residential buyer is always thinking that like, ah, oh, great, we're going to have to rebuild all of this and upgrade. And but so... This is a good opportunity, and um, I'm really, really glad we were able to have you on the show. Thank you very much. Yeah, definitely. So um, is there anything else that you wanted to share? Um, to put sure. Out well, there? I just wanted to, I wanted to add an additional point that mm -hmm. um, one of the nice things about IPTV, and particularly with our system, is that, that uh, the, the entry point is not onerous, that you can start small and you can grow as mm. your budget and needs change. So it's not a you know a huge commitment that you have to spend years and uh, doing a lot of analysis to decide whether or not to do it. Cool. And so yes, it's really you can create a very small system, see if it works for you, and then and then expand on it when you want to. And you know, frankly, that's that is awesome to know. And I and it, this all really does tie into sustainability, folks, because as I always say, you know, it's not just about the earth. It's not just about the environment. It's also about what's the business case, right? So how do we create efficiencies in, um, you know, kind of thinking about how do we serve people better as the, in this experience sounds better, you know, the, the planet, that one we've already talked about and then profit, right? Profitability. So this is definitely um, fits the three P's. And um, I'm going to go ahead and wrap it up because, you know, we don't want to take up too much more time. <laughs> but uh, thank you so much for coming on the show. I'll have links to, um, you know, so people can find you. But otherwise, um, what is the best way to get a hold of you? Or can they just go through the website or, how, or BTX or what's the best way to do this? Uh, the best way is to go through BTX. Okay. 
and, and they'll get a hold of me. And if they, you know, if folks want more information about uh, us, they can go to our website, which is uh, vsicam.com. Okay. V- oh, sorry. <laughs> no, that's right. It's so it's vsicam.com. Perfect. So, um, sorry to cut you off. I didn't no, that's mean right. To do that, but rambling. Yeah, no. Thank you so much for being here, and thank you everyone for listening. And um, we will go ahead and see, hear you. You'll hear me. <laughs> I won't see you, but you'll hear me next month on Rave Radio. 